podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday in which nothing is going to happen because Liverpool don't play again until Thursday because everything's gone a little bit quiet, certain people are on holiday and uh, it's all a bit boring at the minute. We've played two pre-season games, we've got two more to come, then the Community Shield and then we play our last pre-season friendly the day after the Community Shield. So what we've got is we've got Leipzig in Leipzig on Thursday. We've got Salzburg in in Salzburg the following Wednesday. And as Guy pointed out before we started recording, in all likelihood that will be a rotate a heavily rotated team. Leipzig, we might see the first team get an extended run together. Salzburg is likely to be heavily rotated. Go strong against City in the Community Shield heavily rotated team obviously the following day largely the under 23s and those who weren't involved against Strasbourg and in the following week on the 6th of August at 12.30pm we begin our Premier League campaign at Craven Cottage against Fulham and we have a nine day break before we play Crystal Palace in a Monday night kickoff at Anfield so not too bad of a start to the season with those two. Then United, and that's that's one to keep an eye on. It's also a Monday night game, also an 8pm kickoff. I think that favours us to have a nice long break going into that game. They're going to be very excited about themselves because they beat us in a pre-season friendly. And it'll be just a nice way for us to burst the little bubble of optimism at Old Trafford on the 22nd of August. Then we play Bournemouth at home. Then we play Newcastle at home. Then it's Everton away. That should be fun. That should be a lot of fun. Again, there could be some optimism around Everton if they get a couple of good results in their first five games. But as we know, Frank Lampard is a PE teacher. He's the worst manager in the league. And we should go across the park and hammer them. Uh, then we play Wolves. Then it's Chelsea away. Then Brighton at home. Then Arsenal away. Then City at home on the 15th of October. That one probably gets moved to the 16th to be the Saturday kickoff. Or sorry, the Sunday, the Sunday uh, game, the Super Sunday. Uh, then West Ham. That's a tough run. Brighton, Arsenal. City, West Ham, and then Forest away, newly promoted. So that's a difficult five-game run. Actually, it's a six-game run when you count in Chelsea. So 
I'd look at our season and say the first seven games, I think we should win all seven. And then the next six, I would mark down has been a tough run. But again, you'd be confident that we'll come out with the vast majority of points. Um, Another game to watch then is Tottenham. That's the weekend of the 5th of November. That's the away game against Tottenham. Chelsea away is the weekend. Sorry, Chelsea home is the weekend, the 21st of January. There's that nice long break in the season. We finish up at Southampton at home on the 12th of November. We don't play again until Villa on the 26th of December. So a lot of our players will have a really nice break in that run. Salah not going to the World Cup. Diaz not going to the World Cup. Andy Robertson not going to the World Cup. And, you know, you wouldn't be against the idea of Trent not getting included in the England squad and getting a nice six-week break where he can just fume and then come back and destroy the rest of the league. But all things considered, uh, we should be well set up to go into that World Cup break in a strong position. We do have a tough run, no doubt. Um, Off the back of that that Brighton-Arsenal-City West Ham, Nottingham Forest run, it's Leeds, Spurs away, and then Southampton. So that's what leads us into the World Cup. Fulham away, Palace home, United away, Bournemouth home, Newcastle home, Everton away, Wolves home, Chelsea away, Brighton home, Arsenal away, City home, West Ham home, Forest away, Leeds home, Spurs away, and then... Southampton at home. That's not a bad run. Overall, that's not a bad run at all. We just need to start the season really well. We can't afford for it to be like last season where we started dropping points in straightforward games like Brentford, like Brighton. Whatever about drawing with a Chelsea or a City, that's acceptable. But the rest need to be put to the sword. We can't afford to allow City to open up a gap going into that World Cup break. Uh, This is Anfield. Have some absolutely brilliant content for you today. And I'm going to advise you all to take 35 minutes out of your day and go and read the following three pieces. Emlyn Hughes, The Incredible Rise of Crazy Horse at Liverpool FC by Stephen Scragg. Absolutely brilliant profile on one of our best ever players, one of our greatest captains. Then there is Roger Hunt, the striker knighted by the cop who had 55,000 at his testimonial by Jeff Goulding. Really, really good piece. Jeff wrote a few pieces a couple of weeks ago, you remember, and they were really, really good. And he's also got a piece up, Ian Callaghan, the unsurpassable record holder who delivered Shankly's promises. So check that one out as well. Those are three outstanding pieces. I'm loving this series that this is Anfield have put together, uh, largely with Jeff's work and Stephen adding to it now. It's really, really good. So check that out there. Uh, Liverpool youngster trialed in new role as manager notes excellent starts. This is about James Balagizi, who has played in three of Crawley's four friendlies so far as a number six not a position that he has really played for Liverpool. Um, So that could be the type of 
change of role that gives him a path into the first team squad next season as a potential backup to Fabinho. Now we do obviously have Basetic, who's got huge potential there as well. Um, but I mean, at the moment, our backups are Henderson, who can only really play there against certain teams, and Milner, who just flat out can't play there. Um, so yeah, for Balagizi, that could be a path to the first team, or at least to the first team squad. Liverpool's 2018 Virgil van Dijk alternative is now in the Premier League. Kalidou Koulibaly has signed for Chelsea. Probably a couple of years too late to really see the best of him, but he's still a very good defender um, and he will add something to their team. Liverpool among admirers of 20-year-old six-foot-five Lille midfielder. Uh, Liverpool are among the clubs touted with an interest in Amadou Onana, which stands up due to a long-term plan to add to the midfield ranks. As widely reported, the Reds are not planning to add another midfielder to the squad this summer. Uh, I would take all of those reports. Fold them up nice and neatly. Stick them in a large envelope and then burn them because they're not worth the paper they're written on. They're nonsense. Uh, Jurgen Klopp saying we don't need a midfielder while sitting between two midfielders is a nonsense. The Athletic have reported that we do have a strong interest in the player he if you listen to our transfer committee pod was one of the alternatives i suggested for chuameni when we weren't going to get him it was sort of an idea to buy two midfielders with the money it would have cost to get chuameni and onana and quadio cone or onana and matthias nunez would be the um the way forward for me now with west ham showing strong interest in the player this summer. I wonder if that might spark us into going to get him this year. If he leaves and goes to the Premier League this summer with West Ham, he will be out of two years. He's going to be a £60 million player to them. Not saying that's what he'll actually be worth, but that's what they will want for him, and we won't pay that type of money. So now is the summer to get him. Um, he is your long-term Fabinho replacement, but he could also play with Fabinho or with Thiago or with both of them in a three. Uh, the closest thing I've seen to Patrick Vieira. Nat Phillips attracting clubs in Germany and championship, in, uh, sorry, and championship interest growing. If you heard that in the background, that's Molly shouting to say she doesn't believe that there's real interest in Nat Phillips. Uh, I certainly could see it in the champion from the championship, but given that Bournemouth haven't come back in from, it's a little bit of a strange one, isn't it? He was there, they saw what he could do, and they've decided that they don't want to bring him back or certainly don't want to buy him. So he's been linked with Burnley. Again, I think this is just lazy journalism because he was there last summer, or he was linked with them last summer, even though, again, there was no truth really in that. Um, I'm not sure where he's going to end up going. Seth Vandenberg, I can see there's been a lot of interest in, because I do think he's very, very good, but I'd like to keep him as the fifth centre-back. Uh, Billy Cometio has gone on loan, and Ben Davies is about to leave the club. 
and join Rangers for four million. That's really good business for us. We bought him for five hundred grand. He never kicked a ball, and we're selling him at an eight-time profit. That's really nice business for us. Really nice business for us. Um, I look forward to his letter thanking the fans for their endless support. Um, that's about all there is on this is Anfield. But again, do just check out those articles on Emlyn Hughes, Roger Hunt, and Ian Callahan. Uh, on Liverpool.com, there's the usual nonsense of insisting on including Man City, Man United, or Chelsea in all um, headlines. Jurgen Klopp has harnessed Liverpool's biggest weapon with crazy moves that should worry Manchester City. Liverpool capitalised on Barcelona financial mess to land game-changing £37 million transfer. So Gerard Romero, who is a spoofer, said that Barca had a deal agreed, total agreement for Luis Diaz, but couldn't complete the deal because they couldn't register him. But that makes no sense because they signed Ferran Torres. So, I mean, if you're given a straight choice between the two, you would sign Luis Diaz, you would not sign Ferran Torres. So it just seems like nonsense from a man who, you know, makes his living from nonsense. Liverpool may be already lining up 2023 free transfer as Jurgen Klopp could finally get reunion. Uh, there's a picture of Ilke Gundogan. I really don't think, as good and all as he is, I really don't think we'll, we'll buy Ilke Gundogan. Very good player. This is great. Gundogan can play as a number six or a number eight, and his versatility could prove very useful to Klopp. As a six, he would interpret the role in a different way to Fabinho, perhaps more in the way that Henderson interprets the role. Have have these people ever watched Ilke Gundogan play? Ever. Controversial Liverpool transfer decision proves... Jurgen Klopp plan is working after 50 million gamble. What is this nonsense? Oh, Raheem Sterling. Well, we didn't have an option to buy Raheem Sterling. City wouldn't sell him to us. So Jurgen Klopp didn't make a decision on signing or not signing Raheem Sterling. Liverpool accelerate contract talks as 25 million bid rejected for Fabinho cover admired by FSG. Uh, Sterling wanted Liverpool return, uh, according to Jack Talbot. If you uh, have the uh, option to speak to anybody that's ever worked with Jack, um, he's a bit of a spoofer. He's a bit of a spoofer. We heard from reliable sources that Sterling actually wanted to go to Liverpool. What I heard is that, in essence, Liverpool rejected him. He's he's talking out of his backside. We didn't have an option to make a move for him. Uh, Liverpool accelerate Jota contract talks. That's good news. And FSG admire Amadou Onana. So there's a piece here about him as well. Worth keeping that on your radar. Uh, Liverpool are the real winners from Raheem Sterling transfer as Man City and Chelsea have aired. Again, this just appears to be utter, utter 
drivel. Raheem Sterling is one of the best players in the Premier League. City have made a mistake in selling him. Chelsea have bought a great player. Uh, Liverpool are not the real winners because it doesn't affect them in any way. Although you could argue that it makes City weaker. So in that respect, uh, we do we do uh, we do come out as the real winners in that situation. Pep Guardiola has given Liverpool forty three million best in the world transfer tip. Um, this is about. Matthias Nunes, there is a piece here. There's actually a couple of things here about Carney Chukwameka. Liverpool can capitalise on Steven Gerrard Woe to land gem like Felipe Coutinho for 20 million. What? In what way is he anything like Phil Coutinho? This is bizarre. I like this. There's always a bunch of bizarre comparisons made with young players, but this might be the worst one I've ever seen. There were definite shapes, shades of Felipe Coutinho in the endlessly replayable. Ah, nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Liverpool get 20 million green light in Barcelona race as Julian Ward seals next summer transfer. Uh, Joe Gomez, Liverpool to net healthy profit. That's about uh, Ben Davies. Green light for 20 million transfer. That's Kearney. Again, the 20 million fee, I just, I think is, is just pie in the sky stuff. He's got one year left in his contract. He's 18 and has a handful of Premier League appearances. Um, they'll get six to seven million and they'll like it. They might get 10 with add-ons. Uh, Barcelona, Liverpool and Dortmund all heavily linked and, and that's been the case for 12 months Atletico Madrid, Juventus and others also credited with being interest Liverpool can one-up Man what is that? Why, why do they insist on having Man City's name in absolutely everything let's see this is a piece more. This is another piece about Onana. There's a lot of stuff out there about Onana. There's a few bit, bits about Chuck Wemeka. Have a look at this at liverpool.com. Take some of it with a pinch of salt and ignore their desperate attempts to always drag our rivals into everything to get clicks. Uh, on anfieldindex.com, no new articles at the minute, uh, but there are some new podcasts. Uh, pre-season, Standard Chartered Singapore Trophy, the big one. The big one has been brought home. A guy joined by Carl and Jay once again to look at the Palace game. And then there is the Pro Plus with Trev and Dave Downey. No, Dave Davis. Trev's name is Downey. Dave's name is Davis. Trev and Dave Davis to look at the comings and goings around Europe. And there is episode 331 of the Anfield Index podcast. Trev, Carl and Lisa Marie talking summer tours, rivals transfer business, and the scariest things they've ever done. So check that out as well. So there's lots there. There's absolutely loads. If you haven't listened to the two Money Talks pods, which are recruitment analysis with Mo, Gags, and Dan, do give those a listen. 
There's obviously the new Under Pressure, which is out. There is the new AI Scouted that was out. Uh, myself and Carl picking an under-25 team for the league. So yeah, there's loads. You couldn't ask for more. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.